Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I am... So excited today because this is, well, for two reasons. First, this is my 100th episode, like 100 episodes. It's wild to me. Um, But the second reason I'm really excited is because I'm here with a really special person. And I have a really special guest today. He is somebody that has been very important to me, a light in my life. Um, I don't think that Get the Fuck Off or this podcast would be here without his existence. Um, I'm saying this right in front of him. So he's looking at me as I say this. But I would like to introduce Andy Petronic to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Andy, welcome. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, all, all of it? I know it's huge. I, uh, geez, Louise. <laughs> uh, well, I am a dad. Uh, my son's 15. I'm a husband. I am a friend to a lot of people. Um, I'm a coach. What else can I just, what else can I say? What else is there? I think you hit the big ones, right? Like you hit the, you hit the main Those are the ones that matter to me. Those are the ones that matter the most to me. That's amazing. That is amazing. I, and you know what, Andy, I would love for you to, you mentioned, well, you mentioned that you were a dad first and I thought that that was, that was beautiful. Um, and your profession was not the first thing that you said. It is the the my first experience of you because I came to find you through the whole life challenge um, before you were coaching professionally full time, and I would say that your the way that you show up as a coach has drastically impacted me and who I am in the world, and I would love it if you could just kind of share a little bit about. Just a little bit about that, a little bit about how you got to be professionally where you are. And, well, how did you get professionally to be where you are? Let's start there. Um, well, I've lived for 55 years. <laughs> that's probably the, that's the way. Um, uh, I, I, I can't really attribute it to any one thing. You know, I played trumpet for the first 20 years of my life, you know, to a, at a very high level. And then I was a Marine for officially for four years, but really for eight years. Cause I went through RTC in college and, and then I was a sales rep for a fortune 500 company. And then I was a adventure racing sponsored athlete and a massage therapist. And then I was a personal trainer and then I opened a CrossFit gym 
back when CrossFit was, you know, barely, had barely been birthed. Um, we were the ninth in the world. And now there's like, I don't know, 20,000, 15,000. And, uh, and then I started the whole life challenge. And then my life did a shim sham flim flam. And I ended up going back to my roots of working with people one-on-one back to my yeah. back, back to my training roots. So I don't know. I don't know which one of those. Well, I don't all know. Of it, all of it because all of it because I'm familiar with the the year that your life did a as you described it a big blam big what what did you say big, that's incredible that you don't big, remember big big flam what Jim sham flim flam Jim sham flim flam just so you guys know Andy always gives me a lot of shit for my memory but um it's Would usually you like, like a steel trap. It, it usually it failed you just then. It failed me just now as we're here uh, doing this. Um, and I'm not going to edit it. I'm going to leave it right the way Good. it is. Good. But I there I, I would love for you to to talk more about about that year because I I'm familiar I'm familiar with with that year just from what you've told me. But it, it was really a, a big massive. In a turning point from what I understand in your life. And um, I'd love for you to kind of tell us a little bit about what happened and, and what you realized and, you know, what that. Sure. I mean, um, it's a very broad question. So um, I don't know quite where to start. You know, up until that year, my life had been very one-sided. I should, I guess, I guess is one way of saying it. Very, everything worked. I, I, everything I won constantly. I succeeded, you know, quote unquote in the world. Um, I had no doubts that I was going to succeed, whatever it was I tried, even though there were moments where I had some fears of things, but none was real. None was really real or, or visceral. And, uh, you know, in spite of my 20 years of self-study and my spiritual psychology degree, I, I, I knew, I knew that things like fear, anxiety, worry, dread, doubt, um, things like panic attacks were real, but my experience of them was from the outside looking at them, like almost like a, looking at a going to the aquarium and seeing the fish, you know, not being a fish. And um, everything was like, and now the, now I look at it, everything was kind of like unicorns and rainbows, you know? I mean, I don't mean to say that I didn't have hard events. I mean, shit, you don't, you don't get married and be married for 17 years and not have hard things or the Marines or adventurous or, you know, all the things There, there were hard things, but after, after, now and looking back at 2019, it really occurs like, yeah, pretty much things were on the straight, narrow, good path. And in 2019, when these events happened around my business that um, caused, it caused a rupture in my whole fabric of, um, of um, kind of consciousness. I, I suddenly was thrust into fear, doubt, worry, anxiety, dread, oh my, panic, um, 
And it wasn't like I could take an aspirin to get a good night's sleep, wake up in the morning and just get on with my life. Like it, that didn't work. You know, if, if you've never been through it, it's hard to describe how, how difficult it was. I mean, I think back to it and every day was struggle. I, I mean, I did it and logically I knew that I would be okay. I think, but for the first time in my life, I related to people who take their life in a new way. I related to the struggles that people close to me, like my mom went through, you know, when she divorced my dad and had two kids and was a teacher and didn't have a place to live. And we lived in people's basements and, you know, I, I just, it just blew past me in the past. Like, Oh, yeah, it's just what we did. It was kind of fun. It was an adventure and cool. And we all made it and every, everything's hunky dory. And uh, it, it gave me real appreciation and compassion and empathy for, for others. And while I would never want to do it again, I can't imagine my life without it. Like I, it's, I'm so grateful that, that, you know, like I stepped in front of the train. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's and it's beautiful. It's it makes me emotional every time I I hear you talk about it. I I do relate to those feelings, and um, you know, I, I I relate to that, and I and I relate to those feelings, and I think that it's it's you know during that year you were not very I I kind of just knew of you. You know, I just knew you were a human, like you were a human in the world that that posted workout videos on the Internet. And I would look at your workout videos on the Internet. And in that year, you were not as present on the Internet. But whenever you did put anything, it was different. Like hmm. and I remember it was like, wow. I just and then at the I remember at the end of the year you you posted you wrote a newsletter about about everything that had happened and and you were very open and honest and and vulnerable and that and that that connection that I felt not to not to you necessarily but to myself and like the greater understanding of humanity was just so big mm -hmm. and it was just and it was it was everything that I could do I was just like I must I must know this human. And, you know, it, it wasn't until I think like the next year that I, that I actually connected with you and, and you had started coaching and, you know, I got to understand like some of the things about your background and, and, you know, that you studied spiritual psychology, like you mentioned and things like that. But I didn't realize what it even meant at the time that you were certainly on a new path. Maybe even some would say the path, <laughs> like your newsletter is called on the path. Um, you're on a new path and can you tell us about, about where that started or when that started, if it was then, or if it was before? I think that started really, um, well, I've always known like in looking back, I've always known there was a path that was deeper than the path I was on. And I didn't stop long enough to 
ponder the question, like, what is that? Or why am I thinking these things? Or, but I remember having these little glitches in the matrix and um, they, they weren't often and they weren't strong enough to ever stop me, you know, but I remember them. I don't even really remember what they were, but uh, my, the first real big like waypoint was when I met my first teacher in, uh, in 1995. Yeah. 1995, I was working for, um, and it's so funny how things happen. You know, I, I had been working for a, this specialty engineering company and doing great, you know, killing it, making gobs of money and, you know, company car and like what everybody would deem as successful. And, and yet I was adventure racing and I wanted my life and work to meld more, you know, and I had this work that was very over in the left side, you know, on this part of my life. And then this, every other part of my life was over here and they didn't meld at all. And um, I remember being on my way. There was a night I had taken a, I was taking a journalism course, believe it or not um, at at university is at um local community college and um i was on my way to that class and i i had been an, as an athlete i was getting worked on like physical therapy i had a knee injury and uh and i was getting massages and because i had to in order to perform and i was talking to one of the massage therapists about how they became a massage therapist and like what what it entails and i started thinking I, I can do this this is interesting you know this is kind of a cool thing and um she told me where she got her certification someplace called the california healing arts college i think and um so i was on my way to this class before tele before mobile phones before this is ridiculously you know i remember pulling over into a parking lot of a like a mcdonald's or something and grabbing the payphone and calling my mom. And I said, Mom, I have this, you know, this crazy idea, like that I should go to this open house tonight for this massage therapy school. It doesn't make any sense, really. Maybe this was the first waypoint. I don't know. But, uh, and, uh, you know, it means I missed this class. I should, you know, I don't want to miss this class. And she's like, you should go. You should go. Just go. And I went and I enrolled in a class. And I mean, about nine months later, I quit my job, uh, had no real way to re re replace my income. I mean, I was doing chair massage in a, in a, in a mall for God's sakes, for, you know, a dollar a minute. Chair I, massage. Can't, I can't imagine the great Andy Petronic <laughs> doing chair massages in a mall. Um, Oh, man. And I and my friend who I adventure raced with, or I, I hadn't actually adventure raced with her. She was looking for someone. She she ran the nutrition department at Gold's Gym Venice, like the mecca of bodybuilding. And she's like, I'm looking for someone to kind of build my build this part of the business here. And somebody that is has a background in sales, who's who's eager to learn. And I'm like, well, that's me. And there's, she's like, there's no money right now. She's like, the, you'll, as you bring on clients and get people, you'll, you'll start making money. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do it. And so I started working there 
And I don't know, three or four months into working there, she invited me to this class. She's like, I go to this class twice a month or so, and it's called group. And I can't really tell you what it's about, but I think you'd like it. I go, all right, I'll go. It was 35 bucks. And it was where I met my teacher, Mona. And uh, Mona became, Mona's message became like oxygen for me. Like I, look, I had no business spending. Look, I went twice a week to group. So that's 70 bucks a week, 7, 14, 20, that's 280, that's $300 a month. Like that mattered. That mattered when I'm earning a dollar a minute doing chair massage. Um, and then, and I did that for a year. And then I decided I got to up it. I got to see her privately. And the the crazy thing was nothing was really wrong in my life. It wasn't like, like I said, everything was kind of unicorns and rainbows, except it wasn't. Except it wasn't. And I couldn't really point to why it wasn't or what it wasn't, but she could see. And, you know, her knowingness about why I felt so off and what was, you know, she used to call it instead of self-judgment, she would call it self-beating. And, and, um, I, I, I never really got it with her. It took me many, many, many more years after her to really start to get it. But, um, that was really the beginning, you know, and fuck, thank God I said, yes, I was, I don't know where, I don't even know how I made it work. Cause two, two classes a week plus a private session and the private sessions were 150, I think. So, you know, 150, 300, 600, 600 plus group. That was another thing. Like it was like a thousand dollars a month. What? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. How did I do that? The universe I, I, did it for it, you. Like the said, universe took care of you. Like you were. It was like I said. I was like oxygen. I had to. I just knew I was in go. the right place. It was, it was funny. There were people in this group that were, um, you know, had some really hardcore problems in terms of like life in the past, trauma and abuse and addiction and, um, you know, things like rape and incest and and I mean stuff that. It was funny. I'd go out for coffee with them. And we, some of them and I became really good friends and um, they're like, what are you, why are you going to this? What's wrong? <laughs> you don't really fit in this group. You know, you're not, you don't have any of this really horrendous stuff. Um, but the the thing is, it's all the same. It's all the same stuff. It just, my picture and Mona used to tell me that, you know, it's, it's not like it, it, it just because there's not a physical trauma doesn't mean that, that, the 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 emotional mental trauma is not the same and it's all the same yeah our spiritual it work is... like all of us have it and and yeah you know, i have somebody in my group that just said just made a comparison about like oh well, my problems in comparison to you know yours or yours or yours um not not pointing people out directly you know or um you know, several of the other people are, are really small. And I'm like, you know, we're not here to really, really stack goal line comparisons. Like when it comes to what we're here to learn, we all, we all have work. We're all here to learn. We're all here to have, you know, that kind of experience. And, you know, I see you in that situation and I think, well, why the hell were you there? Well, 
you were there because you're here. Like you're here now doing what you do. You're, you're that beautiful light and you couldn't be that beautiful light if you weren't in that room, in those rooms with those people. I mean, you could be, but. Well, I could be, but I wouldn't be coaching. You know, know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been so, uh, you know, part of me want the word I was going to say is easy. Um, it has been far from easy to do what I've done over the past two and a half years or three years. Um, but it's like putting on an old pair of favorite jeans or sneakers, you know, like it just fits. Um, there hasn't been work. I, I didn't have to go get a, I don't even know the names of the certification programs for coaching. I didn't have to go get a cert code of certification for coaching. I didn't have to go like, I don't have to do anything. It's like right there. It's just right there. And I can have conversations with people that are just right there, right? Meet them where they are. And I know what to say and I know what to do. And I know how, you know, um, it's funny because when I get wrapped up, when I get in my head about what I'm doing and am I doing enough, I start to, I start to get in my own way, you know, and I start to come up with, well, I should be doing this and be, should be doing this. And, you know, it's like, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> it's not about that. Um, so, uh, so yeah. You know, I thought that reminded me of something that somebody said to me once, a client of mine, she English is her second language. And she was talking about being at a job fair and how, she heard herself say phrases in English that she didn't know she knew. Like she knew she knew them, but like she didn't really know that she knew them. And then she she observed herself saying these phrases. And it really reminded me of, of this in that, um, you know, because she also said that when she focuses on trying to speak, and trying to sound more eloquent in in speaking English, it never is the same. You know, and I feel that way a lot with my writing in that, you know, I talk a lot about non-attachment because I can see very well where I'm attached. I am not, <laughs> I am an attached human in many ways. Mm-hmm. But my writing is not one of those areas. And it's almost like it, it comes through me like a conduit. Mm-hmm. Like I am just a vessel and it passes through. And... I don't, I don't even, I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> it's, it's just so like, funny. it's so funny. I've, I had my first experience. I mean, maybe I've had more experiences, but I'm, and I'm not just aware of that, but I had my first experience of that really like that I can really point to. And it was last weekend. And I, I did a, um, I did a, a retreat for a few of my clients out in Palm Springs and it involved uh, psychedelics and um, for one of them, it was his first time. And, the other two were very inexperienced and um, you know, I went, I always go in with a very open heart and a very open mind. And I didn't know whether or not I'd be moving into the medicine myself. We had another facilitator there. So we hadn't really worked out who was doing what and whether I would stay um, out of the, out of the field. And as it turned out, I, I decided to go into the field and my, my other facilitator stayed out and um, there was a moment. I have these very deep experiences when I'm in the psychedelic realm. Are you okay talking about this in on this yeah. podcast? 
people yeah. aren't going to leave because you know like what? oh god guys whack whack job whack a doodle psychedelic dude andy it's 2022 <laughs> yeah. um all right um, so uh but- i so i i've had these incredibly deep spiritual experiences like at, you know like meeting it sounds crazy meeting god meeting the mother divine um being in their presence being in the glory of and seeing that energy in in others and you know i've journeyed now with a lot of different people no one i I mean this is pretty unique um to me (laughs) um which is I, I don't know why that is, but it's just, that's been my experience. And on every journey that I've done up until this last one, when I'm in the space, although I'm in service to everyone there, there's a deepening that I'm doing of my own my own experience, like I'm traveling into these distant galaxies, I'm seeing something that's called the grid, which is something the ancient Egyptians talked about. I mean, it's kind of mind blowing the the stuff, but um, this time I had, I had journeyed into the grid and I was, I had received a very clear message. You need to go out and be with your people. Like this is not the time to be hanging out at the grid. It wasn't quite that. I'm putting a very logical sentence on it. It wasn't quite like that. Yeah, you're moving it into time and space and words when it's not time and space and words. It's not time and space and words. I have no idea how long any of this was. Right. But um, I was all by myself in this in this room, and and one of my clients was out on a on a bench outside in front of the fire, and um, I just went straight there. I don't even know how I knew where she was. I don't. I don't know how, because we were in a kind of a bigger place, and um, she was going through some really difficult stuff. And I knew what to do. I knew what to say. I knew how to. I felt this just stuff moving through me. It was just like you described. It was. Um, I even told her. I'm like. I don't really know what I'm doing here. Like, I like, can I put my hand on your chest, on her heart? And she said, of course. And I said, I'm not really sure why I'm doing this. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing. I just, and I told her, I think, she's like, Andy, that doesn't really inspire confidence in me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to inspire confidence. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm, I'm, you know, this is new. To, this is different. And, you know, I felt it radiating through my body. I felt her, I felt there was a energy exchange. There was a trauma release for her. There was, and it went on for a while. Of course, time is a very weird thing when you're in in the medicine in that space. But, uh, you know, it was kind of my first experience of something going through me. Not, not of me. It was not, I didn't have any, there was no thinking happening. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, you weren't yeah. attached. You were just. No, I definitely wasn't attached. I, yeah. and, and I, I, well, I was, a, I was, I was 
being a stand for her healing. But I don't, but I didn't have any sense of me doing it. Um, well, that's the interesting thing, Andy, is that you're not doing it now. Right. You know, and, and then that's kind of what I think. But in my normal state, there's a ever present thinking that I am doing it. You know, yeah, like you that, that's, that's the normal way of being and operating right. in the world that there's an I, that there's a there, there, and an I, and I, and an I here. And I'm doing it. It's really doing me. It, it definitely is. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely doing you constantly. Yes. Um, but okay, it's but like constantly, and it's doing all of us constantly. Well, that's, that's know? just the, the magic of, you know, and, and I think that there is a big place for for a lot of the of what you described and and when you talk about journeying i i think that you know i i had a lot of judgment in in my life for well this has to do everything with me you know it has nothing to do with anything anything else but it has to do with me i had judgment for things that i considered to be shortcuts <laughs> like i i had judgment about that and then i realized that i am inherently gifted with a couple of different things there are just there are things that i don't see at all but there are some things that i see very clearly and i can attest that the things that you don't see at all i, I know <laughs> i know i mean and i'm working on it that's that's my work but this is one of those that i see clearly and yeah. I realized that it needs to it needs to be more mainstream for because mm -hmm. I th I think that there is just too much of a collective wound upness of society. I don't know if everybody is at a level of consciousness where they can know and like really know that they're mm -hmm. not the one that's doing it because when you when you act you take ownership of that act. Like we take, we, we all do that. Like we, we love to take ownership of our acts. I'm taking ownership of this right now. And I'm like, how much ego is in this? You know, like how much ego is in this conversation? But the truth is I have no idea what this actually is. So right. I think like, just, I don't know, seeing it's, it, it's interesting. I think that, uh, you know, I think back to some of the training that I've done, you know, over the years, I did a bunch of landmark work. Um, you know, that's really the the heart the heart of Werner Earhart and his teaching with Aston and then with Landmark um, is this. I mean, it's funny because there isn't really any spiritual teaching that's not this. So of course it is. Of course it's this. My spiritual psychology degree. Of course it's this. My, you know, um, you go to insight seminars, it's this, you go, you talk to an Indian guru in, you know, you go to, you, you talk to Maharaji or Ramdas or, you know, they're, they're dead, but, um, they just left their this. It's all this. Krishnamurti. Yes. Yeah, I, I could be Neem Karoli Baba for all, you know, <laughs> I could be the next incarnation. You're Hanuman. You're Hanuman. Yeah. Wasn't that the, the monkey? That was the monkey, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, and this is getting a little like, I, I hope that my listeners are are still are, are still here because what yeah, I they, they, they've tuned out. I mean, by this <laughs> oh, point, this is completely cockamamie. It's not cockamamie. Here's the deal. 
this is it. This is it. But the thing is, all of those really big, like those really woo-woo, really spiritual, really like esoteric kind of things that are tying in, it's also this it's also the everyday. Like, and I'm such an Alan Watts person because you know I'm so cerebral. But I mean, it's I mean, he talked about this is it, like this. Wait, like, who talked about that? Alan Watts, you... this is it. Oh, this Alan is Watts, it. yeah. Like, yeah. this is it. Like, brushing your teeth in the morning. Like, yep. like this is it. Like, this is it. And and there's, like, so much, um, there's just so much divinity in that, in that, that experience. But I don't know. Yeah. I, listen, I, I wanted, you know, I think that it was just, it, it's just been beautiful to watch you, especially over the last couple of years, explore that and, and start moving into that area i mean and i want to i just want to ask you a couple more questions just because why not um you know you said that you had that experience with a few people a few people that you're working with is there is that something that you're incorporating incorporating as like part of your work these days i haven't decided really i you know um it occurs to me that there isn't a person on the planet that wouldn't benefit from the experience on psychedelic medicine at least once i know that it's um <clears throat> i think it was um terence mckenna or his brother i don't remember the mckenna brothers one of them one's dead one's alive but i think one of them said every politician should be required to do you know five psychedelic trips before they can take office because it just there there's a level of that it, it shuts off the default mode network, which is this like sentry system that you, that each of us have like this protector controller. That's why set and setting is so important. You're, you're setting that like you have, you, you trust who you're with. It, this is not like going to the grateful dead and fucking tripping on mushrooms. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really different. <clears throat> and um, it allows that part of you that's constantly on vigil on vigil, on alert, um, to relax, to take a break. And, and that allows you to see things that you wouldn't ordinarily see and to experience things you wouldn't ordinarily see. And if your strategy for winning at life <clears throat> is, you know, in, in air quotes, winning, um, is to control or to judge or to please or to, avoid it, it allows you to stop doing those things it allows that those behaviors to take a pause and like what what if the judgment the self-judgment stopped what if i don't have to control what if there's nothing to avoid and and it gives you the ability to experience experience it not just think about it see like we're addicted to thinking um and i'm, I'm talking to a very high level thinker right now um i also so you know get how to, this i know how to turn it you know, you know how to not think i think i know I'm how not to sure. not think i, I know think how you know to how to but it's hard for you to do that because you're such a great thinker like i wish i wish i could turn on my thinking brain the way you can turn on your thinking brain because it's beautiful it's amazing Except it, um, fuck, it has fucked me in the ass so hard. Well, like, that's the thing. And, and like, no, but it that's has. A, I mean, that's a hell of an image. 
It has. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, and because that is what it felt like right. to realize right. that my insistence to know was the thing that was yeah. literally and for everybody listening, like that was the, the, the first thing I got from my conversation with you, Andy. Seriously, was I I spoke to you and I was like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything at all. I don't know anything at all. I know nothing. Oh my God, my brain see, is when gone. you're not and see when you're in your right mind, that's scary because your ego has developed over the course of your entire lifetime with that strategy to protect that from ever occurring. Yeah. You're, you're one of your strategies. I don't, you know, like I'm speaking for you, but it, but fine. it's obvious because you use knowledge as a protection mechanism. You, sure. the more you know, the more you're able to make sense of all this craziness in the world, and you want to keep it. There's a level of control you have with that, and there's a level of you know, and mm -hmm. um, it's scary otherwise. And so, mm -hmm. your original question was, "Am I incorporating this?" Well, one part of me is like, "How can I not?" Another part of me is like, yeah, well, not everybody's ready to just jump in. So I'm not leading with it. I'm not putting it on my website, but I'm having conversations with people. Like I just had a conversation with a client about, about it. And she said, send me four resources, just four. I don't want a whole fucking list of 27, just four things that you think are really good resources on this. So I can start to look at it. And, you know, she's open to the concept yeah. There's a difference between open to it and doing it. Those are two very wildly different things. Well, think of how many years uh, it took you from going from open yeah. to doing it. You know? It took me two, well, shit. I mean, I tell this story a lot. My friend who came and facilitated, um, he told me about his experience back in 2015. Um, he had been doing it since like 2010, 2011, like for four years with him and his wife. And when he told me about it, I remember very distinctly thinking, Holy shit, he's fucking lost his mind. He's like, are you kidding me? He's doing fucking drugs. He's doing acid. He's he's not doing acid, but he was doing like basically yeah. the same thing. And I had these visions of jumping off, you know, the fifth story balcony or the 10th story balcony and thinking you can fly. All the things that the propaganda machine of the US government had convinced me of because I grew up in the war right. in the world of the war against drugs. And so Literally. I didn't talk to him. I didn't speak to him for years after that, like literally not about anything. I didn't, you know, and it wasn't until 2019, the year, the, the, my big year that I started to investigate and explore. And, and then it was in 2020, late, late in 2020, when I contacted him and I said, dude, we got to talk. <laughs> I he arranged my first and he experience. took you to your first journey. Yeah. He set it up. He set the and whole thing up. He was. Go ahead. And Andy, I, I think that this is this is it, it's it's going back to like that that monumental year of because I think you and I have a, yeah. a small parallel and then I had somewhat of what I would call a rock bottom, like with my with my drinking. And um when I realized that I was had created the like that everything was my creation, responsibility, everything, it was like I floated out of my body for like I don't know, two to three seconds, two to three seconds, but just long enough to know, oh, I got to make change. I got to do something. And, and it was seriously this, when you're talking about things being scary, like you were talking about my, my intellect and my brain and, and hanging to knowledge and things like that. By the time I got to you, which was two years later, I had already realized that I had been, I had, it was the worst it was going to get. 
Like I had hit the worst it was going to get. And I was like, I, I can't, that's terrifying. So however scary this is, that's fine. You know? And it's like, after you have that, that moment of like a year of really like going through those really difficult contracted states. It's just amazing how those things open us to. Yeah. Yeah. There's a willingness. There's a willingness. Like, would it have ever happened had I not gone through the challenges with my with my life? And it, look, we didn't even talk about what happened. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. even matter what happened. It, you know, like it just the way it occurred for me was like there's a part of me that had to die, and that's yeah. what occurred that year. It was really like a death of part of me, and um, you know. It's funny, like I think about the medicine and the journey and the, the journey and then the journeys. And uh, I, don't, I don't know that I would ever want to be the guy doing it, but man, incorporating it into my coaching, so powerful, so powerful. I'm going to do another, definitely do another. We've already talked about doing hosting. And now, now that we have a proof of concept and we kind of know how it goes and the value and the the depth, like we're doing, we're going to do another one in like April, I think. Um, Cause it's just, it's too good not to, I can, I can, it's like, I, I can't not. Um, it's, so, it's beautiful. And you are, and you're like a completely different human. I mean, you were just the ultimate, like I, I am, I, I do, I do, I do, I do. I did this. <laughs> I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this. And today I said, can you introduce yourself? And you said, I'm a dad, <laughs> you know? And yeah. it was, and it's, it, it's just, just to see that, that softening of, of, of all of that, like that expectation, that behavioral expectation of what society really says we should do air quotes, cause no one's going to see the video do or, or be, and to just see you kind of step into that, that really fucking gorgeous power that you have as just a as a god being it's just it's gorgeous i just i i i love to know you i love to to watch i love to be inspired by you oh, um, thanks i mean i feel the same way andy i you know i didn't know when we first met first of all i didn't know how crazy you were so I, thankfully that didn't come out first because i might have run for the hills i was on good um, behavior <laughs> um but I would never have guessed that it, it would lead. It was, it, you know, we were, we were somehow spiritually connected, you know, that we were on these, these, this, these, this, these parallel paths um, and watching you evolve and change your life and having the courage to continue doing what you're doing and the lives you're changing. Um, you know, I've had to work some things, you know, when, when you named your group day one, I thought that bitch, she stole my fucking day one. Damn it. Andy. That was mine. And I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. But they're you're fine. Not, but that's the thing. I was like, well, that was the thing. I mean, I'm not kidding. Is- I'm not, I'm not, wait, just hold on. I'm not kidding, but I am kidding because the good you're doing in the world is beautiful and fantastic. And I would never, um, but I had to work a little bit of my ego's process. Like, and you, not that you haven't told anybody, you told everybody. I told like, everybody it was yours. Right. I, know I told everybody I know. it was yours. No. And, and the thing is like, 
And it's I, amazing. I love it. It's great. It's 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 great. I yeah, I I I actually had struggles with that as well though. Like that was the thing because I, I, I'm sure I, you I did. Had, yeah. because it was such a good idea and I was like but it's his. And then <laughs> and I and I and I spoke to a couple of people and they were like it's not his. He's not doing anything with it. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> Who knows? But even if I, even, you know what? Even if I was, um, this idea that I own it, or that I own a client once they become my client, or that I own it's it's we're all just we're all just walking each other home. I know. And, and so and, and it the good you're doing, you. yeah. And they, I'm I honored. Just, I'm honored that it was that meaningful. <laughs> you decided to use it. It's it's great. And it's it's open. You can I can use it you, back. You could use it back. <laughs> yeah. You can use it back. You yeah, know, then like, it's gonna look like I copied it from you. <laughs> well, we can, you know, you can just reference this episode. <laughs> there you go. There look you look go. at us in our look at us in our beautiful egos, just just uh just stroking each We're other. Pickleball. We're playing pickleball in with our egos. We're playing pickleball <laughs> with our egos. But I mean, I I do. I I am I, I'm grateful. I, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for you. And uh our egos are are feeling all kinds of good <laughs> at this point, I think. Yeah. Um well what yeah. else is there? What else is there? Happiness, joy, love. Um, you know, Rupert Spirit talks about the, the how the 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 state, the net normal state is happiness. It's a weird thing because most people don't describe happiness as a state, and certainly they don't think it's normal. But he describes it as that's the blue sky. That's that's the backdrop. And that the other things that come in the way are clouds, and the clouds pass by, but they always move past. And People think if they point their arrow at happiness, they'll get happiness, but it's not, that's not it. You don't have to point, you don't, you don't point yourself at something that already is. It's just the, and the journey is really remembering, is removing layers so that you can remember your, 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 who you really are and forgiving yourself for ever believing you weren't. Process. It's a process for me. Yeah, me too. Shit. Shit. I mean, I'm not, I'm no Maharaji. So until I, until I, you know, until that's happening, that's going to be a journey. And I don't think that's happening. So that's not my path. That's not my, you know, they, what I'd love to do is I'd love to have a client that becomes Maharaji. And, you know, then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a conduit for that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, it would be. Or not, or not, whatever. I don't know. How would I know? The Tao says the no, the more you know, the less you understand. Yeah, the Tao, I can see where the Tao is beyond my pay grade. I, I have two Tao or two or three Tao books. And every time I think, you know, I should just read, I should read one of these. And I read it and I get like three lines in and I'm like, yep, this is beyond my pay grade. <laughs> I can't make heads or tails of this. This is like, <laughs> what is this? How in the world do people use this as some big, like, it makes it's like Yogi Berra. Like what? It makes no sense. Yeah. No, I've got it on my shelf. I got it. It's beautiful. It makes me think I'm smart. You know where the hell are they? I don't even see them now. I've got two or three different ones. Oh, here's two. Of, here's two of them. 
the parents Tao Te Ching. Um, there's another yeah. one. There's the oh, I got two copies of that one. That that, that hasn't done me any good. Two <laughs> copies of the same book. It does not, you know. And then I think, oh, I'll give it away. Well, shit. If I give it away, that implies that I've read it. Or I understand it. it that's something. not what it implies. Maybe you're Me. just supposed to give it to, like... Maybe. I should I mean, just give many, it away. It's certainly not doing any good on my goddamn bookshelf. It's not doing any good. You know, it's kind of like those books that you would tell me to read, and then you wouldn't read them, and then I would, like... And then you would say, yeah, I gave up after chapter two. I'm like, all right, that's all right. It says this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I couldn't. You, could, you give your client the down. Did you ever read the Yugas? Oh, I haven't read the Yugas. Oh my god! Just so everybody who is still here um, is aware, Andy's been telling me to read the Yugas now for two years. So I'm gonna get it's all it's on my, it's next on my list. It's, I'm, I'm gonna read it. I, you, I love, when I saw you in New York, you're like, yeah, but that's my next one, and I'm gonna read it. And then you just don't. It's it's okay. So I don't care. And then I and I start I started a a 63 hour book on Robert Moses, and you know the, <laughs> we never got to it. Andy, we're just what? about out of time. All Is right. there anything else you want to leave my listeners with? Any wisdom, any non-wisdom, any jokes, any, 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 anything? Um, you know, I, uh, I'm reading a book. It's called From Strength to Strength. And uh, in it, he talks about how he was, you, you just wrote that down and you're going to put it on, add it, add it to your book list to read, but it'll be years. Who knows when you'll get to that. I didn't write it down. Oh, you didn't? Oh, it looked like you looked up, looked to the side and you wrote something down. Never mind. All right. So um, he talks about, he he went to meet this guru. He was, he, he's a very, not a guru kind of guy. And he went to India to meet this, meet a guru. And he, and he, and he asked the guru the same question you just asked me. He's like, is there anything you would like to tell me or anyone else? Like, what, what what advice do you have for someone that's, you know, kind of a Western person who's, and he said, um, <laughs> he said, um, he said, know yourself, know yourself, look inside, know yourself. And, and, um, and, you know, the, the author's like, how do you do that? And he's like, look, look inside of you. The answer and everything you're looking for is right there, looking inside of you. And um, it's not the answer that most Westerners and myself included prior to two and a half years ago would have appreciated because it's like, the fuck does that mean? Like, give me a, give me an adventure race to go, to go win. Give me a new startup to go start. Give me a, you know, like point my, like, should I go climb Everest? Maybe that'll do it. Or go climb Kilimanjaro or the seven summits. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's way easier um, than this looking inside. But, you know, I recently told a buddy of mine that I used to run with and we would do marathons and half marathons together and he recently just did the marine corps marathon and qualified for boston he's fucking my age and he qualified for boston i mean good for him but he's like that's the bad news because i have to keep i gotta keep running now he's like shit i didn't mean to do that but um i said yeah he said he said you'll have to join me and i said man i said i don't know that marathons are really in my my future given that the amount of time it takes to train and my adventuring really now is in this spiritual realm and is in the you know, like that to me is the, 
the next frontier, you know, like Star Trek. That's and, where you are. Um, yeah, yeah. And and it's not that, uh, you know, the physical part was a waste. It's just not where I am right now. Yeah, I hear you. And I'm still going to go snowboarding in Japan in and a month. I'm very it's excited. All, it's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. yeah. Every bit of it. Andy? You think, you think I can travel internationally with mushrooms in my bag? I think they'll... Do dogs sniff mushrooms? They're just mushrooms. I don't know, Andy. You're gonna have to maybe go on Reddit and like see what the redditors have you, to say. You, you would be able to find that answer for me very quickly. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I would Being just go I'd be... and I'd be like, "Can I fly with psilocybin?" Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think that the chocolate bars would probably be okay. But I mean, I think we'll. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be like, now watch the TSA is going to be like, oh. Now they just, they just marked me. Now that this is going to go up in Apple Podcasts, they're going to, now I'm a marked man. This is all hypothetically. I'm the Timothy Leary. And Andy is not flying with any psychedelics. No, never, never. <laughs> Andy, can you please tell everybody where they can find you? Right here, right now. Well, if they if they want to find uh, evidence beyond of the, the fact, beyond any evidence of where you have existed before, is there a paper trail of your existence on the internet? And if there is, would you please be kind enough to share? <laughs> AndyPatronic.com uh, is one place. And Instagram, everything is Andy Patronic. So Instagram is Andy Patronic and Facebook is in Andy Patronic. It's very unoriginal and very original. Mm. Very much. There's only one. Andy, thank you so much for being and for being here on the podcast today. Thanks for my for 100th episode. This is really fun. And that about does it for this week's episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Everybody, thank you for being here and being present for that very special conversation that I had with Andy Patronic. Andy, thank you for being here. I can say with 100% certainty that my life would not be as it is um, and I would not be showing up in the capacity that I do in the world if you did not exist. I am so, so grateful. I'm so grateful for you being in my life. And I'm grateful for the rest of you. Thank you guys. I'll tell you what, 100 episodes, that is a lot of freaking episodes. Um, yeah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I don't plan on stopping. So thank you guys for being loyal listeners of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. If you would like to support the Get the Fuck Off podcast financially, there is a link in the episode notes. If you have uh, anything that you want to talk about, you can reach out to me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. You can visit me on my website, getthefuckoff.com. I will be back next week with another episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. So until then, take care of yourselves, stay safe, and as always, stay beautiful.